What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Anthony, Lori, and Mike, and we are discussing episode four of Hawkeye. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know if we're going in order, because there's so many things about this episode that I really want to talk about, but first and foremost, the most important thing, my baby is in this episode, Yelena is finally making her appearance. Yep. I was so happy to see her. I'm so happy to see her. And talk about making an impact without saying a word. Right. She came in, she did her damage, and she looked at Kate like, Mm-mm-mm, this ain't what you want. She came in like Splinter Cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She looked like, um, what's his name? In, um... in Splinter Cell? Sam? In, uh, no, no. Sna- um, Metal Gear Solid, dude. Um, oh, Silent Snake. She was like all silent snake like, like with the goggles and the mask and everything. Yeah, there was some speculation that she might, she might be another. Well, not her technically, but that character, the the outfit and everything, might be another character. But I couldn't remember who it was. But I was like, when I saw her fighting, I was like, okay, first of all, that's not a guy because I thought it was a guy at first, and I was like, mm-mm. then I was like, those moves look a little familiar. Then I was like, well, she dropped mm-hmm. two, she dropped two poses. <laughs> She did. She she totally posed on two. She totally twice. posed twice. She did it twice. <laughs> and she didn't even take it off. So she's obviously gotten used to it. Well, you know, she was kind of there um, fighting the guy that she thinks is responsible for the death of her sister. So I don't think she was thinking about, oh, let me shake off this pose. She was like, let me kill him. And not just him. She was like fighting all three of them. She was fighting Echo. She was fighting Kay. And she was fighting Clint. And she was handling her very well. I don't know. I, it didn't seem like to me when Echo chimed in, they didn't, I don't know, maybe, maybe if I'm looking into this too much, but it didn't really seem like her. At one point, it seemed like her and Echo were fighting together. Like, no, it looked like they were both fighting Clint, but they were fighting him for separate reasons because when Echo uh, kind of put herself into that fight, Yelena started punching and hitting her as well. Like, get say, off of him. That's mine. He's mine. Yeah, Yelena punched her like once or twice mm-hmm. in the face. Okay. So I was like, yeah, no. She was very much like, bitch, right. get out my way. This this is right. mine. Now it did seem like it did seem like Yelena was holding yeah. back though. It didn't seem like she was really, really trying to kill because one, she she hooked the hook on Kate and threw her over the ledge. So she wouldn't intend well, Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't trying to kill her. I don't think her intent is to kill him. Like, even if she thinks that he's responsible for Natasha's death, given the fact that Natasha spoke so highly of Clint, um, especially if you watch Black Widow, I think she's going to want to hear from him first. Like, okay, what happened? I think she she'll did, give him. Well, I think she she'll did, give him. She she'll give him, him that benefit of the doubt. No, but, she she jumped him on the rooftop. She didn't come up. Hey, right. Hey, Clint, let's let's. Let's have a chat. No. But I mean, she could have killed him then. She could have killed him then if she really wanted to hurt him. Also, her wrist stunners didn't seem to be as effective as Natasha's were. Because usually if Natasha hits you with those, you're, out. you're down for the count. But she hit Clint bare skin and he he pulled them off. And he hit Echo and she she was able to pull them off too. So either too, they're not... And she pulled them off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. like, so either they're not there, I mean, it seemed like they were set to not really set to incapacitate. Maybe, maybe her tasers were set to stun. Like I said, I, 
Nice one. Nice one. Like I we said, had two I think video game references and a Star Trek reference. Like, and we're <laughs> not like even five, five minutes. minutes. We're on a roll, baby. We are in a roll. <laughs> but I think she probably wants to get some answers from Clint first because I think, and maybe yeah, this is just me. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Clint was obviously very important to Natasha. Okay. So I think Yelena will probably be like, okay, you know what? Let me get the real story figured out because Yelena. I think especially after everything that we've seen of her in Black Widow, Yelena, I don't think is the type who's going to take one person's story and run with it. She has been in enough situations dealing with Alexi, dealing with the Red Room, dealing with all of that to not be the one to say, oh, okay, this is what they're telling me to do. I'm going to go do it. She was part of that system for so long that, you know, they give you a target, you go after it. So I think maybe she's like okay let me see what's really going on because obviously if valentina and whoever she's working for or whoever is gunning for clint somebody wants him for a reason she may want to find out what that reason is to make sure that um not to say that she would be compromised but i think she doesn't want to be somebody's weapon, kind of like Clint described here. You know, he talks about himself as being a weapon. You know, the right per- people pointed me in the right direction. And I just, you know, I did what I had to do. So I think maybe she's trying to say, okay, you know what? I'm not just going to blindly say, okay, I'm going to go kill him. I need to know what's going on so I can figure out what I need to do on my own. But I think she's going to whoop his ass a little bit by a little bit just for kicks. Okay. I, I was going to so. say, you know, one, she's the impulsive one. Yeah. So we know sure. that. And two, I, I find it hard to believe that she would just this is her this is her version of I just want to talk. <laughs> I mean this, I can go I along mean, with that actually. <laughs> and, I believe it. And now I, I I would I would go along with this more if in my head I can think that maybe she's trying to help him out in some way. Like, that's why she shook her head to Kate instead of, like, don't shoot me, just this isn't the time. Like, maybe... No, she was like, you're not going to do it. No, I think that headshake to Kate was, this ain't what you want. I know, but I I could believe it if she was doing all this to make it look like Clint has some other people after him and not just them. So maybe to throw a little, you know, smoke screen... You know, we, we don't really know how these Black Widows operate. They are shady. As fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah, but they also were shady because they were being controlled. And Yelena was one of the first ones to break free from that mind control. And I really think that she would probably right now be in a position where she's not going to let anybody tell her, oh, this is what you need to do. This is who you need to go after. I think she's going to make sure that what she's doing is she's doing it for the right reasons because she's already done so much for the wrong reasons before. That's just my take on her character. I still have a hard time believing whipping his ass was her way of saying this. Let's talk. That was probably just for fun. Like, okay, even if I don't think you killed my sister, you were with her last and I'm just going to beat you up just a little bit just because I need to get my aggression out. I mean, I could believe that about her. Okay. Also, I need I need to know the timing of this. Like, like when did Val give her the job? Like, how long has she been looking for him? Like, when she got the job from Val, it didn't seem like it was 
close to Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? No, but it's been it's been about it's been somewhere around the six month mark as far as from the time the uh, everyone came back from the blip to uh, what's taking place now. Okay, but it's been about six months or so because a whole lot of mad theories went through my mind, of course, because I'm me. Um, I was thinking, mm-hmm. well, maybe, like, <laughs> like maybe. Let me sit back. Okay, this, this is. I have, I have a major theory, but I'm not getting into it yet. I was thinking maybe, maybe Kingpin Hider. Then I was like, no, I, that doesn't really seem right because Clint wasn't really involved in or Echo Hire. I think did Echo Hire? No, I don't think this has or Elena or Eleanor or or Kate's mom. And I was like, well, no, because. They didn't really know that Clint was involved and she got hired a long time ago, like way before any of this happened. And Clint wasn't really involved in any of their stuff. Like, until, yeah, I don't think they're really, yeah. I don't think the, the right. two things are related. I think it just happens right. to be that Clint, because again, if you think about it, the whole thing was with what's going on with the Ronin suit and the tracksuit mafia and stuff. This all came to him by happenstance because Kate happened to, Right. He a little bit nosy, wanted to find out what um, Armand was doing, happened to come into this black market auction where the Ronin suit and sword were being auctioned and along with the, the Rolex. That just all happened by accident, just from Kate being nosy. The yeah. whole thing with Yelena coming after him, totally different because we know that that was something that was specifically set in motion by Valentina. So... Mm-hmm. It just happens to be that this happens. And oh, by the way, he has found himself in another mess where somebody else is after him. And now I don't think he realizes that these are two separate things because at this point he's thinking everything is connected. And of course, if you have someone as powerful as Maya's uncle, who we still don't know who this is, but Clint obviously I feel like Clint knows who it is. <clears throat> well, we know this, but we haven't been like. Well, he he said big guy, right? Who else could he? They keep saying about? big guy, and like <laughs> there, there's so many fat and big references all over this thing. It has to be Kingpin, unless it's the Blob. I mean, like what was the name of that shop? The fat guy, fat guy. Parlor yeah, exactly. The guy. auto shop is fat, fat man auto, like yeah, fat auto man. repair. Yeah, fat yeah, guy. Auto repair. I don't think I don't think Clint realizes that this is something separate you know he's probably yeah i don't think yelena was hired by anybody right. i think she's just she's just doing what she was supposed to do i don't think anybody hired her yeah yeah but it's like you would you would think that she would have had plenty of opportunities to get to clint before now i thought that too like it ain't like clint's been hiding right no he, but he's going you know to what? the most popular show on broadway with his kids that's true like how hard yes. would that be to figure out but if she has been aware of where he is for a while, maybe she left him alone because of the fact that he was with his kids. Remember, Yelena didn't have her family growing up. Like she, the, the, the people that she thought of as family, she was ripped away from and she grew up kind of bitter about the fact that she that this family that she cared about turned out to be fake, seemingly didn't really think about her, you know, as far as her opinion goes. So maybe her seeing him with his kids hits a little differently for her when she was like okay you know what i'm not gonna do anything to him while he has his kids now he doesn't have his kids now and we have to remember these episodes are taking place day by day so it's only been two days 
in this whole thing. They say it at the beginning of the episode on the radio, three, three days. days till Christmas. It's only been two days. His kids just went home. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I think if we think about the way her character was in Black Widow and what could have happened, of course, again, we talk about the relationships in the show and how important they are. And not just in this show, relationships all throughout the MCU, like a lot of the actions and inactions of people have to do with the relationships. Maybe that's something that's factoring in for her, or maybe I'm just being a little over sentimental, you know, attributing that to her. Maybe she's just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to toy with him and then I'm going to kill him. Well, I think that, I think in my head canon, I believe that she found Clint, she was going to kill Clint, but then she saw him with his kids. It was like, okay, like you said, wait till he gets alone. But in the meantime, she looked into what happened and somehow she finds out that he didn't necessarily kill her, but he didn't kill Nat, kill her sister, but her sister sacrificed herself. And so now she now she has mixed feelings. So she has to figure out, did he kill her? Did she sacrifice herself? What the hell happened? So maybe that's why she didn't, like you said, that's why she didn't kill him because she wanted, she needs to find out what really happened. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's just like where Echo didn't believe him, where he was speaking in metaphor, talking about, you know, the Black Widow killed Ronan and I was there, you know, and, you know, speaking in metaphor in flowery speech and metaphor and symbolism. But it's like, I just think that they're like, I'm, I'm sure she has, she's had plenty of opportunities to get Clint, but it just didn't happen. So, and, and the only reason so you're saying I'm going to. I'm gonna to have to go back to the first episode and freeze frame. Yes, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have to go back and look in, in look in Rogers the musical and freeze frame the whole crowd because like Yelena's in there somewhere no. looking at him and picking her we're, shot. We're That's that. exactly what you need to do, Aunt. I'm not encouraging that and formulate theories and get back to me. No, honestly, what I think is going on because again, we have to think about it when Clint and Natasha went when everything happened with them they were on a whole other planet in a whole other time. I don't think he would have told anybody else except for the other Avengers exactly what happened on Vormir. Nobody else would have access to that information, but people would probably know, okay, he and Natalie went on a mission and he was the only one that came back. That information might not be hard to find out. But exactly what happened to her, like she just literally disappeared off the face of the earth. There's nobody for them to bury. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing showing where she is. So we just know that she's dead based on whatever information they put out there. Nobody really knows what happened to her. So I think maybe for Yelena, it's not enough that, okay, I was told my sister is dead. Like maybe she believes it in her heart, but if it were me, I wouldn't just take somebody's word about what happened to my sibling, especially if there's not a body there. You know, I want to know what happened. Like, you're going to sit down, you're going to tell me exactly what happened. And of course, that fight that they had on the rooftop wasn't exactly the prime time for them to be speaking because one, he was on lookout for someone else. So she already knows that he's not alone. And then for Kate to come in and granted, she got her ass whooped a little bit, but she was holding her own for quite a while. He's not by himself. He's not with someone that's going to be easy for her to just, you know, 
pushed to the side and then you had this other person in echo also coming after him it was just kind of one of those things where it's like okay you know what i'm not gonna find out what i need to find out for now but i just need y'all to know that i am here and i'm making my presence known but yeah i don't think her goal is to kill him right now i think really she wants to know what the fuck happened to her sister and she's going to find that out before she does anything with him now what she does with him afterwards that'll depend on how much she believes him because i feel like we know that clint did not get a chance to see her face because when he i think when he pulled when he pulled the mask off that's when she hit him with the um with the stunners and he went down so he never saw her face I'm pretty yeah, he, sure. He, not, not this guy. He sees everything. He saw her face. You think? <laughs> yeah, he saw her I face. I don't know. I don't know if he saw her face because I would and, think that. And if anything, he, he probably knows. He knows the Black Widow. He probably knows exactly who she is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I would assume if he saw her face and he, I, I'm pretty sure Nat told him about Yelena, told him about everything that happened, whatever, whatever. So if he gets a good look at her, he probably knows who she is. And then, I mean, Clint's a pretty smart guy. I mean, we, we kind of learned a little bit more about him in this episode too, but I think he knows, okay, you know what? Yeah, this is something I'm going to have to deal with. But again, right now, he doesn't know that that Black Widow is there for him because of Natasha. He thinks that whoever is after them and affiliated with Jack and the tracksuit mafia, he probably thinks they were the ones who sent her. Yeah, he saw her face. You think he you, did you yeah, freeze frame yeah, he, it? I did not freeze frame, but he saw a face. You rewind it though. <laughs> you rewatched it, didn't you? I fast forwarded to oh, okay. 100% okay. did. No freeze framing. So yeah. I'm I'm just gonna point out that uh it may not have been any any one of those that, that sent her it. It could have been mom. Remember, mom did make a phone call. This is true, but I kind of felt like Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like she was pulling. I know she was pulling her punches. It didn't really seem like she was trying to kill anybody. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think mom hired her. I don't think anyone hired her. I, I'm I'm like Hanukkah in that respect. I do think she's she wants more information about what happened to her sister. About what happened. And knowing her character now, she wouldn't kill Clint without really knowing what happened because he has a family and we know how she feels about that he has a, a really little son and she knows this. he's she's not going to kill him right and like i said she knows he was important in that and i mean think yeah. about it and clint, that was important clint, to him too yeah because clint was the one who got her out of the red room he got her out of all of that and they and you remember valentina side side for years Valentina didn't say he killed her. Mm-hmm. He said she was re- he was responsible, responsible for her for death. Her death. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about these Marvel shows. You have to really pay attention to what they say and what they don't say. Because other than that, if you if you're not paying attention, you're just gonna oh yeah, you know she's she she made her think that he killed her. No, that's not what she said. Her words were very specific, and they always are in the MCU. They always the man are. Who was responsible for your sister's mm-hmm. death? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll talk about her a little that bit was later. Thanos was responsible, technically. 
but you know We'll, we'll talk oh, about that. I, shout out to uh, the prop people for Clint having a Thanos was right mug. That that mug bothered me the whole episode. I was like, why is he drinking? From-? And and not only that, it wasn't his mug. It was Kate's aunt's mug because they're yeah. in her apartment. I'm like, <laughs> I got to get me why is he Thanos was right. Mug. No, you do not. That's, that's an awesome <laughs> no. mug. I want one of those too. Okay, so... <laughs> That's, that's the second with, time we've seen that with Clint that that he's seen Thanos was mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Shout out to what if. <laughs> Let's talk about Jack and Eleanor. They were so cute. <laughs> yeah, until until Eleanor was was just like the whole scene with her showing Clint out. Like talking about Natasha, I wanted to reach in the TV oh, and slap the shit out. Ooh. I'm surprised he didn't punch. Well, okay, so let's talk about it. So we pick up where we left off in the last episode with Jack, you know, holding the Ronin sword to Clint because, of course, Clint is in their penthouse and they don't know who he is or they, you know, they don't know how he got there. I find it funny that Jack, being the, um, I guess I don't want to say fighter, but being the, I, I guess I would feel like Jack, especially knowing what we know about him and his tie into the tracksuit mafia, Jack knows some shit about some stuff. So the fact that you have an Avenger in your house and you don't even recognize him, that was kind of weird to me. But then, you know, of course, Eleanor comes in. She was like, why is there an Avenger standing in my penthouse? You know, whatever. So oh, you are the, you are the, the archer. Like, I was like, this dude is so fucking fake. It's ridiculous. And even with the whole question and answer session. Okay, so yes, Mike. I think Mike has a theory. I have a theory. Okay, so with this scene, with him acting as as usual, his little happy-go-lucky kind of just aloof aloof uninterested un, and like yeah the way he, he called him the archer i was like yeah really okay that 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 was suspicious to me and then when we get to where they break into breaking the echo's apartment what he said about who the watch belonged to it kind of blew a couple of other theories like i thought it was tony's watch at first, mm-hmm. and the, and that be, and I came up with a whole thing about Kingpin buying Stark Towers, and he needed a watch to get into a certain room and get something. Blah 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 blah. But then Clint said that the watch belonged to somebody who was deep undercover, and that if it was found, then he would be found out, and then he would be killed. Mm-hmm. Didn't he say he the person had been deep undercover? It belongs to it he said, he said it belongs to someone I used to work with. They've been out of the game a long time, but their identity is still attached to that watch. Right. And if the tracksuits found out about it, then it will blow his cover. So, so it's a person who's back in their regular life after being in that life. Yes, that's yeah. that's kind of well, how I yes, it. it's someone who was or like. who is so undercover that they pretty much assume the identity. It's just like with what's his name in smoking aces becoming the gangster. Mm-hmm. So my theory is that the watch belongs to Jacques. Jacques. 
And because there is history in the comics that Jack and Clint know each other and they've trained together and da 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 There's proof. There's actual canon for that. And I think that when Jack went to the auction before, he was that he actually knew that the watch was there and he was he wasn't really there for the Ronin suit or any of that other shit. He was there for the watch. And he knew that in his association with his uncle, who is beefing with Kingpin and who ends up getting killed, I think that within all that is Jack Jack was trying to get the watch because they were after the watch because somehow they they knew that something was up with his uncle or someone associated with his uncle was coming after them. I mean, maybe he, maybe he's a sleep agent and he was activated and they were like, okay, we need you to go ahead and take care of this. So I think that the watch belongs to Jack and that's the way that he's going to be activated as the swordsman. I don't know if I, I got to think on that. I don't know if I buy that one. I'm having a hard time. I think that's a stretch. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that all of my theories are stretches until I pop a tendon, but that's Ambion Zebra. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying that it's really, I mean, we all know that Jack is hot, is holding back. We all know that it's already, we, are, we already know that in the comics, he is, he is the swordsman. He's an adept swordsman. He's a, he was kind, kind of a spy, but not really. And I really think that the watch is his and is something that can tell people who he is. And I, I'm just getting that feeling from it. Like from what Clint, when Clint said that, I was like, huh. But I think the it thing we have to remember too, because you keep referring to his character in the comics, we have to remember that I know, MCU I know. changes a lot of stuff yes, from yes, what the yes, comics yes, are supposed to be to what's in the show. So he may not I'm even have saying. that persona in the show once we're done. The watch belongs to the mom. I'm sorry, ma'am, you have I'm to telling- preface that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, in the comic books, no, 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 Mom, no, 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 no. You have to say you have to say four words before you. I have a theory. Thank you. Now you may proceed. In the comic books, Mom works for Madame Mask, and she's also an Avenger, and she's also a vampire. So, Mom is technically evil, good, good, evil. So, I think that the watch belongs to Mom. It's kind of a big watch, though. It's like a man's but watch. The, it's it one, it is a man's watch, but two, also, I didn't get the feeling that Eleanor and Clint knew each other. And he specifically I, said that the watch belonged to someone he used to work with. Someone that he cares about enough that he doesn't want that identity revealed. So uh, mom, mom had facial surgery to change the way she looks when she was younger. In the comic books? Yeah, again, you guys keep going to the comic books. I mean, this is all based on comic books. Even, even if it's not taken word for word, it's still, there's still <laughs> this, basis this in the comic like... books. I'm not saying that it's going to be. Neither is Lori. Is it, but we're saying that there is a basis to formulate a theory as to whose watch it is. And there's proof exactly. and behind it. I'm just appreciating the fact that Hanako listens. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> She has learned very well. That's fine. I'm- I, 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 all I'm saying is that everything that we've seen in these four episodes and that phone call that the mom made, we might want to pay a little bit more attention to mom because I believe that mom is a little bit more involved with these things than we know of. And I still think she killed the dad. 
Oh, of course. I think mom was calling, mom calling the shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah, clear. Yeah, M- mom's working for mom's working directly under. under exactly. Uncle. She either called uncle or Val. I think somewhere in there, Val got called either by her. Or by I don't uncle. know if I feel like Val is part of this yet, but I do feel like even if you go back to the first episode when Armand was having the conversation with Kate about Jack and Eleanor's engagement. He was very much against it. And I think he felt like, I have to go back and rewatch the first episode, but it sounded like he was trying to imply that either Eleanor was marrying him for what he might inherit, or he was marrying Eleanor for what he might get from her. But something about that relationship is strange. And I mean, even in that little cutesy moment that they had in the penthouse where they're doing the dancing and stuff, it felt forced to me you know yeah it was cutesy it was you know we get we see Kate looking at her mother and that was kind of weird because you could see her kind of soften towards her mother in that moment she was like I've never seen you like this it still felt so weird watching them interact and I mean especially with just Jack just (laughs) oh honey are you serious (laughs) fake fake but Eleanor, I don't know, there's something about her. Like, I think in some ways she does care about Jack, but I also feel like there's something more going on there, especially the fact that she keeps telling Kate, hey, can we change the subject? Hey, can you back off of him? It's almost like she's trying to pull Kate away from it so that she can continue to do whatever it is that she's supposed to be doing. This is the issue I have with the majority of the stuff they were talking about. like. Yeah, we, we have Uncle and we have, you know, Kate's mom and Jack and Armand and whatever else they were hung up in. And I keep hearing two people in the back of my mind talking. And one of them is um, Nolan. Nolan talking to Mark about why are you bothering with all this street level right. stuff, right? Why are you? That's an invincible we reference have for those who don't watch about. the show. Yeah. Invincible reference. The other one is Tony talking this to um, Peter about the same thing. Just go back to being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Don't worry about this big stuff yet. You're not ready for that. And here we have Clint, the man who fought Thanos. He's here with all these little things that if it wasn't for the Ronin suit, he wouldn't be within nope. a thousand miles of this stuff. So it's just funny to see that this is happening. I hate to say it, it's happening to him, but it's just really, really strange that he's having to deal with this when there's a much bigger picture. You know, after seeing Eternals and Shang-Chi, there's other things to worry about other than some big-ass mob boss who can lift right. a thousand pounds. You know, and all he's concerned about is making money. Yeah, but I think the thing with you Clint know? is you know, you have this kid who, for all of her good intentions, she's still very wet behind the ears. Because again, this was not something she, she didn't, I was about to make that. I was about to say, she didn't choose the superhero life. The superhero life chose her. She did, this was not what she thought was going to be happening with her life two days ago. She was just trying yeah, to. She had this glamorized idea of what it meant to be 
right right and she she really learned a hard lesson in this episode even just sitting there talking with jack and her mom after clint leaves and they make this statement about you know it's good to be here with family instead of being alone for the holidays and eleanor said i'm so glad i have you two here and, and and we're not alone and you could see that wistfulness take root in kate because she's like wow I'm sitting here with my family. Granted, she may not like the family that she's in. You know, I'm sure she loves her mother, Jack, sketchy. But there's still some sense of family. Meanwhile, Clint is going home or going to somebody else's apartment to put frozen alcoholic drinks on his bruises because he's old and he's bruised and he's doing what his wife told him to do. Speaking of which... Okay, it is totally in my head canon now that Clint and Laura met while they were in super spy school and that's how they got together because the fact that he's calling her and she's looking up things for him and she's speaking to him in Russian so the kids don't understand. I was like, oh, she totally was, a, she was either an Avenger or she was in S.H.I.E.L.D. or something happened. She Maybe that's her watch. Hmm. Okay. I still think it's a guy's watch. It's still it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a guy's watch, but I mean it's a guy's watch, but maybe it's related to her. Yeah. I mean it has a transmitter and it's still transmitting. She knew how to find it. Yeah. So again, I have some questions about Miss Laura Barton. I'm, I'm starting to have questions about. I her think too. she probably was in Shield because. I mean, think about it. That's where he started. See, that would make sense. That's how they. That's how they. Yeah, and that's how that's how he started. Yeah. So that's where Fury, you know, recruited him. So I think I think I think she I think she probably was in Shield. That's a great theory, Ann. I love that That theory. Not a theory. (laughs) And that was my theory, actually. So I'm sorry, Hanako. That was a great theory. I just piggybacked on um, what Hanako said, and it wasn't a theory. Even when Hanako said it, it wasn't a theory. So I don't know. It's kind of a theory. I mean, we don't really know for sure that she was with Shield. I mean, it makes sense. It's a good theory that she was with S.H.I.E.L.D. That's the way she knows how to do research on targets and things of that nature. And she knows how she to She can uncover I mean, shell corporations mm-hmm. and all that. And, right, exactly. And she knew so, the frequency of the transmitter. Yeah, and, and it also explains why she's so supportive and understanding with what he does. Again, like, she knows he's not coming home tonight and she doesn't pitch a fit or anything. She's just, you know... Hey, kids, dad has to work a little bit. You know, dad's got to stay at work a little bit longer. Now, the kids are starting to get disappointed, but at the same time, they're still not pitching fits and being mad and all this other stuff. We'll probably see that later, but... You know you, you know what's a theory? What? What would be a theory, if there was a theory, would be that that is actually Clint's watch. And that watch was a part of their operation to hunt down Natasha and... Laura was his handler on that operation. Oh, that would be a nice. Hmm, okay, but if I was one to come up with theories, that would be. <laughs> That's a good. I mean, you, you, you know. basically just came up with no, one. So, no, I mean, I'm saying if I were to mm-hmm, do that, mm-hmm. that's yeah. You know. All right, OJ, so that's why down. he would still have the watch. <laughs> Think about it, the things that are important to him would be the watch, which is connected to his wife, and the Ronin suit, which Natasha. Um, talked him out of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things are important to him. Yeah. And he's involved yeah. in all this mess because he has a big heart and he doesn't want Kate to get hurt. 
And in order to keep her from getting hurt, he's going to have to dismantle a criminal organization. The the criminal white patriarchy, <laughs> criminal white male patriarchy, <laughs> in a white suit. Not just not just male, because Echo is still pretty big up there. You I mean, know. her boss is a white male, so she's, it's like it's still the, the same. Like his it's hand. the same it's, thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. But she's yeah, I, I'm totally, I'm totally thinking that Laura was part of Shield. She had to be, because think about it. Everything that we've seen of her before this series, she was just the mom. She was the stay-at-home mom. She was the supportive wife. She was the one giving him the pep talks, you know, about make sure that they, that these people are going to have your back. And, you know, basically let him know, yeah, you're important too. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have super superpowers or you don't have, you know, magical abilities or whatever everybody else has, but you are very important to this group, you know, and, and she's been there. But for him to be like, hey, can you look this up and can you do this? And then her to do that whole blah, 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 blah. I was like, wait, what? And she speaks fluent Russian. That was fluent. fluent. But was it Russian or or was it Russian or what's we call it? I think it was Russian. It was German. I think it was Russian. It was it said, was it, it German? Yeah, that's what I thought it was German. Well, that doesn't make you any better. She speaks fluent German. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like <laughs> like all of a sudden, but you know what? I'm I'm glad that they are giving her a little bit that they are fleshing her character out a little bit more because yeah, everybody loves her because of who she is i mean just one it's linda Cardinal. i mean we love her anyway but I mean, the fact that, yeah right <laughs> but i mean the fact that they are actually giving her character something more to do than just be the doting wife waiting at home for him and taking care of the kids i like that they're adding a little bit of mystery to her character and maybe you know fleshing her out to be something a lot more um interesting than that not just you know the person that's waiting on clint i i like it but yeah that's totally my head can now they, they they met in shield and that's how they got together and you know of course um if they were both in shield especially if they're having children having two having two people two married people in shield together doesn't work i mean look at hunter and bobby from agents of shield that never worked for them and how many times did they go on missions together and get married and get divorced and get back together it, it just doesn't work so maybe she was like okay you know what you go do the stuff i'll go do this stuff and i'll just still kind of you know play with things behind the scenes and now we're just getting the chance to see the behind the scenes. i personally at one point only watch agents of shield just to watch those two I think a lot of people yeah. watched just for Bobby and Hunter. <laughs> they were so <laughs> I mean but yeah they were I, so good. I, I think I think you're right though. I think that the thing with her is that she probably was uh either either with uh Shield or maybe she was with Sword or she was involved somehow. And I, mm-hmm. I was sort of giggling when I was watching this and I was like, oh that's actually kind of cool because a lot of people do meet their spouses either and or around work or through someone maybe they know for work right so mm-hmm. it makes yep. perfect sense it was adorable um when we get to the larping section i have a rant okay you know who that watch could belong to Ooh. that watch mm-hmm. could be colson's you know what that's not a bad theory now you forgot to say it though you, you yeah, have to say it. say it you have to say i have a theory 
Well, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to call it a theory. It was just something that popped in my head when we were talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I was like, who else would have like a Rolex besides like, like Tony would have it because he's Tony Stark. Colson would have it for like a whole totally different reason like that watch probably belonged to the first scroll that showed up on earth <laughs> 50 you know what i'm saying he would have it for a totally different reason and right phil was not the type of person who if he had those kinds of things that he would show those off in that sense like he would have it there but it would be in a way that unless you were really interested in what he has you wouldn't pay attention to it. Think about all the stuff he had in his office, you know, important stuff that to a casual person, they're just looking like, oh, he's just collecting junk. No, he's collecting some really important things. I mean, think about Lola. You just look at it as a really, really nice car until you realize that she can convert and she can fly and she can do all this other shit. <laughs> so True. I don't know. I'm just thinking, okay, I, I have a theory. Maybe the watch belongs to Colson. Maybe Clint is the only person who knows what's going on with Colson and knows that Colson has died and been brought back and died again and is back. And I mean, who knows? That would be a nice way to bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in, but don't even get me started on that journey. But um, there is another slight thing about about Laura that some people have put forth, but I'm kind of, but I'm really iffy about. But if it's true, then it makes sense about how she's acting. Mm-hmm. And some people are saying that she could actually be Mockingbird or a version of Mockingbird. Okay, so for, for those of us who are not familiar, who is Mockingbird? Actually, that would make a lot of sense. Okay, so originally, if you watch Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., Bobby Morse was Mockingbird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was going to say that's not okay. familiar, but okay. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah she, it, but she, she's Ages of, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She fights, ironically enough, with sometimes with two batons. Mm. like two electrically charged batons like natasha did okay um but but there is a compelling case that that she could be like mockingbird could just be a code name that is passed on to people like when someone retires if mockingbird it's just like 007 kind of like 007, 007 okay mm-hmm. when 007 retires someone else becomes 007 mm-hmm. so if and we know that bobby morse is has retired like she's like i'm out that's that's what happened right when she was agent shield she just got out so Yep. I mean, it's absolutely possible that Laura could actually be the new Mockingbird. Hmm. Okay. And it'll make sense because she knows how to look look stuff up and she's acting kind of S.H.I.E.L.D.-like with all the stuff that she's doing. Well, like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.-like-ish. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's kind of a off-the-wall possibility, but it's still, you never know. Okay. It'll be awesome if we see Scroll Fury, like, knocking on her door. It's like, is Clint all right? Okay, we need you. Yeah, and you also you also need to remember too that with the new phase of the movies with the scrolls coming, uh, Mockingbird was one of the main ones that had been for years on Earth pretending to be human, but she was a scroll. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Huh. What you guys forgot that? What? Well, I'm, I'm talking to Mike. <laughs> that Mockingbird was a scroll. Mm-hmm. Remember when that- they came back from Planet Hulk? And they all came off of the ship and stuff and they came out of the ship and she was one of the first ones there and it was re- revealed that she was a scroll. I miss, okay, I missed but that see, part. But, but see, the, the thing with that, Lori, is if we go down this path, <laughs> do you remember how many people were scrolls? Yes. 
Okay, nine hundred thousand of them. We're not gonna go down this path. Okay, it was it was it was a lot. Let's let's save this for Secret Wars. Was it on the scale of the Cylon reveal in Battlestar Galactica? Uh, Actually, it was bigger. It was bigger because they at one point they did a spoof where Howard the Duck was a scroll. Okay, so it was big. It was big. Actually, okay, see that I remember. Of course, of course you will remember that. (laughs) What? Okay. But yeah, so I mean, anything's possible at this point. So, I mean, the watch, the watch could could be part of Armor Wars. It's like it could, it could still, it could still be some some kind of tech where it can, it can like. Anthony is like, no, 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 we're branching off into different timelines again. <laughs> That's right. We're we're going past the threshold, Ant. We're going it's past okay, the threshold. Anthony. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let him have his. Let him have his daydreams and his theories. I already told you. It's like as soon, as soon as I saw Uncle in the last episode, I'm I'm all in on my theories. I'm doing. I'm just. I'm throwing them out. I'm giving them away like turkeys at Thanksgiving. Just like here, you have one. You have one. You have a theory. You have a theory. Everybody has a theory. I do like the fact that this little theory discussion did bring up some Agents of Shield because we haven't had a chance to talk about that. Like exactly. Lori and I talked about it last year and then everything just started happening. So the fact that we actually get to bring them up and the fact that also agents of shield was trending yesterday on Twitter, just like out the blue. Hmm. I, I'm glad we had a chance to at least bring a little bit of that in there. Cause everybody, so, I mean, because I mean, it's possible that Laura could be the next, could be a new, new mockingbird is absolutely possible. Well, that's my head cannon so you know she and clint met at shield and she is she's got some skills so i I hope we get to see a little bit more of that but uh let's let's get off the theory train and get back to the episode (laughs) um okay so kate how are you feeling about kate right now she she's I liked her in this episode. I think what she did for Clint as far as the Christmas thing and watching them bond and her not being as annoying, like it felt very natural. It felt like a very natural progression of, I won't necessarily say a friendship, but it does seem like it is about to be like a mentor mentee type relationship. And I like the fact that even though she was her usual self in this episode, she knew where her boundaries were in this episode more than anything. Like, you know, the, the little cutesy stuff with them going back and forth, talking to uh, her mom and Jack, that was cute. It was funny. You know, she wasn't overly annoying, but at the same time, it's kind of like when her mom was saying, she was like, you know, Kate was obsessed with Hawkeye. And if you think about that, then her behavior in the first episode makes total sense. I admit that. But she did, it was a little bit overboard for me and she did get on my nerves. In this episode though, you see her like really asking him questions and really thinking things out. And like he said, you know, your ability to think like a grown up gets you what you want. Like she knows when to act childish and she knows when she has to stop and like start thinking um, differently. And you see that in this episode with them at Christmas and also the whole plan of them sneaking into what ends up being Echo's apartment. It was cool to watch, just kind of see her 
I don't know if I want to say her character is evolving, but you can kind of see the maturity happening with her character. Like she's taking things a little bit more seriously. She's considering things now. She's not just making like stupid comments or stupid remarks. Like she actually is putting some thought into the things that she's saying and the things that she's doing and her taking into consideration the fact that again, Clint is away from his family because he's trying to help her Mm -hmm. get out of a mess that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So for her to go over, spend Christmas with him and also strategize about the things that they are dealing with and what they're doing, that was fun to watch. Him doing the little trick with the coin. That was awesome. Again, this is one of the things I like about Clint because he's sitting here talking to her. He's trimming the tree and he's just telling her, yeah, I can knock someone unconscious with this, blah, blah. And again, Clint is one of those characters where he's never intentionally funny. It's just some of the stuff that he says comes out that way. And he's just looking like, oh, okay. He's never intentionally funny, but he ends up being funny. I loved seeing him in this scene. It was just very nice to see him kind of get out of that Avengers mindset of worrying about what's going on, just kind of relaxing for even a little bit. That was fun to see. The little thing with the coin to the TV, I said at the TV like, okay, I know Clint has like precision accuracy. And I know, I think it was Mike, you said something about, because I wondered about his precision, I think on another podcast we did, or we were talking in general, maybe it was Anthony talking about how with um, the way he shoots, he actually, there's something about what he can do that makes him very precise to the point where he can even curve his arrows to hit his target like it's not a superpower but it's something i don't know if it's a mental thing or or what but whatever he can do is awesome it's just like steph Curry. it's impressed. like a lot of people can shoot a basketball some people can shoot it from a little further back but it's like you know you have to be like special like steph curry special to shoot and be specifically like in tune to know okay i have to put this much pressure on it in order for it to go through without hitting the rim I mean, there's certain players, there's certain people that have certain certain characteristics that allow them to see things differently. Did you see the video of him shooting the ball from the fan tunnel and hitting it? Yeah, he does that. He does that before every game. Oh my God. I've never seen that that before. That's that's, that's part of it. That's part of his ritual. Yeah. Wow. I I live out here. We see it all the time. Yes, Steph Curry's a monster, but it's like, but it's just like Clint. It's like Clint can actually like if he sees when he, when he draws and he sees he sees the target he can actually like okay I know it's going to go there I can look over here I mean it's just like all the no look shots that he's hit throughout the throughout his time in the MCU mm-hmm. it's like you know because he knows where the arrows are going to go because that's where he does because his his bow his bow is weighted properly and his strings are at the proper at the proper weight where he knows if I pull it back this far and hit it's going to go exactly right there. So, I mean, it's all about, it's all about, you know, knowing, he just has a feel for it. Well, not, not only that, the thing is, is that a lot of people who, who do archery, uh, they put a lot of pressure on themselves because I don't know if you guys have ever like handled like a, a, a really heavy archer's bow, but those suckers are heavy. I've got one in the living room right now. That thing has to weigh at least. Why am I not pounds. surprised? And, I've got the whole thing. But the thing is, is that 
So we're in archery, big deal. Anyway, but those things are heavy. I right? mean, Kate even so said have- it. She was like, how do you maneuver the bow? And he was like, mine's right. collapsible. She was like, that makes so much sense. Well, yeah, because you, you really got to get the tension on the bow. And the thing, what I'm trying to say is that you develop over time muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you've got you've got to be very, very precise because I don't know how many of you guys have ever shot an arrow before, but if you're not careful, you can rip your fingers to shreds mm-hmm. because you, when you're pulling back on the bow, you can't see me. I don't know why I'm gesturing. You can't see me. But when you're pulling back on the bow, you've got to be very, very careful, mm-hmm. right? Because you can shred your fingers. You can cut tendons in your hand. Your arm has to be a certain way. And, and over time, you just can't pick up a bow after, say, a year and be proficient. You've got to work on that thing at least five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I mean, that's why kids who are archers in archery, they start them out like five, six years old. So by the time you're his age, plus don't forget, Clint was in the circus. So he learned balance from being an acrobat. Plus he was a thief. He just has those skills. Now, unlike in D.C. with Roy Harper, a.k.a. Uh, Red Arrow, a.k.a. Arsenal, mm-hmm. who was a meta, who was literally his entire body, every part of his body, and anytime he picked up anything, became a weapon. Over on the Marvel side, Hawk, Hawkeye basically trained himself to be this way. Okay, end of my nerd rant, and I still have a thing about LARPs. We'll get to the LARPs. <laughs> um, the other thing about this whole bonding with him and Kate is when the conversation takes that serious turn because again Kate kind of has this hero worship thing with Hawkeye and we saw it a little bit in the last episode too where he was like I'm not anyone's role model like he's trying to like really put that in her head that this is not a glamorous job that yeah there's some cool things about it but there's some dangerous things about it too and there's some risk and I have to say, whatever you think about Jeremy Renner's acting, anytime Clint talks about Natasha, you feel it. You absolutely feel it. Like that whole scene, you know, she, I think they're kind of going back and forth, just asking questions or Kate is asking questions about him. And she was like, okay, best shot you took. And he says, it's not about the best shot I took. It's about the shot I didn't take. And he kind of tries to back off because he realizes in that instant, oh, this is about to be a heavy conversation. He doesn't want to do it. Okay, so we are back after some slight technical difficulties. So we're going to try to finish our conversation about Hawkeye episode four. So um, we were talking about the conversation that Clint was having with Kate when he was talking about Natasha and his mission to go and, you know, about how he was actually supposed to go and kill her. And he says that when it came time to do it, he couldn't do it because he felt like she wanted out. He could sense it and he was right. And it was like the best call that he made because of course, you know, this is the person that eventually became his best friend and he doesn't say her by name, but Kate figures out who he's talking about. And, you know, she's like, I'm sorry. And so that's when, you know, he says, it's just, part of this job that I have, when you do the job that I do, the game is learning to live with loss. And it's like one of those things where I don't really think that Clint is, I don't think he's trying to discourage her, just trying to discourage her, but he sees that she's very, she's very impressionable when it comes to him and being an Avenger and all of this other stuff, the superhero stuff. And 
we even see it later on in the episode when they're you know scoping out echo's apartment and he's trying to tell her the plan and instead she goes and she does her own thing like i feel like she has some good instincts but i also feel like she is not really looking at things like even with the danger that they've been in the last couple of days i still feel like she doesn't really get it yet and i think this conversation clint is really trying to get her to see okay look yes there's some good parts about this you know the trick arrows and you know these sorts of things but there's also some really really hard parts about being a superhero and I don't think I mean let's be honest I think maybe if Clint could go back to when Fury recruited him knowing what he knows now he'll probably be like hell no but then I think in some I think part of him would still do it though even knowing all the heartbreak that comes even knowing the people that they'll lose I think he'll still do it because I think just like Natasha was always talking about you know erasing the red in her ledger I think in a way Clint is trying to do that too you know he talks about it in this episode where he was trained to be a weapon you know she was like you were a hero he was like no I was a weapon it just happened to be that the people who were trying to do good were the ones telling me what to do he said but my my job was to hurt people interrogate first But ultimately, my job was to hurt people. That has not changed. I mean, and he even speaks about it in present tense. This is what I do. This is who I am. Yeah, I did some hero stuff. But when you think about it, my job is to hurt people. That is what I was trained to do. That's not necessarily a hero trait, you know? But again, I just think this conversation, like I said, I'm starting to like her character a little bit more because I feel like she's starting to pay attention and she's starting to think about the consequences of everything that they're doing and as you see at the end of the episode when they have this big fight with echo once they realize they're in echo's house and you know she sees the notebook where echo has notes on laura and connor and lila and nathaniel it's like oh this just got a little more dangerous because now they know he has a family and they know who his family are so I don't know. We'll, I'll have to see how I feel about her by the end of the show because we only have two episodes left. But I think she's really starting to get it. And if she continues to do the things that she's doing now, like she's starting to think a little bit more. She's showing a little more compassion. She still has a little bit of what makes her her. You know, she does have this, this kind of, I don't want to say innocent way of looking at the world, but she's very, I don't know. She's She's very joyful she's very uh she's very positive she's very you know like her mom says she has a lot of confidence there's there's never been anything wrong with Kate in in that area so I think if she continues doing what she's doing now she'll be a great superhero she just does need to like learn to control her mouth a little bit but I think that probably will be one of the things one of the characteristics about her character is like when she gets nervous she jokes and she talks a lot And it's kind of, you know, we made this comparison to Peter Parker uh, when we discussed episodes one and two. I think it's kind of going to be somewhere around that same type of personality trait or character trait for her where she talks when she's in trouble or she talks when she's in nervous or when she's nervous or in danger. But um, 
yeah she's starting to grow on me a little bit but y'all said she would so Mm -hmm. told you she's getting there she's getting there you know like i said she she seems to have good instincts about people and that was apparent from even the first episode you know that is one thing i would say about her she she does seem to know how to read people i think she has good instincts good instincts in general yeah um, mm-hmm. um which is something that you need as a street level superhero when you don't have superpowers <laughs> you keep street level. <laughs> when you don't have superpowers i mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean yeah there's tons of them yeah um i mean the alternative is you have superpowers like you're you're an enhanced human like luke cage and you're on the street level you you yeah. just op all the time and that's not that's not nice either Right. I mean, she it's, has really it's nice instincts. for the hero. Yeah, but she has good. She has good instincts. Like with the um, going into the building with the old guy, and then ditching him at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Yeah, she that has was really funny. good instincts. That was funny. That was funny because Clint's like, "Please don't do this," and I was like, "Is she about this?" And she was like, "I'm talking to an Avenger. He's in my ear right now." And I was like, "Oh, okay. So she's playing like." kind of like she's unhinged so the guy's like yeah you know what i'm not gonna be on this elevator with you and then that way she can go and do what she has right. to do she can get off at the floor she needs to go get off at without somebody saying oh yeah i remember this girl she was on such and such floor. yeah so like i said she's growing on me she's growing on me so um let's see two things that i know we want to get to so mike will go to you first since we're kind of in that realm already the conversation with okay. Eleanor and Clint at the elevator, you have some stuff to say about okay, it. Okay, so I mean, this just I mean irked them. It may it really makes it makes her seem it kind it kind of messes with the juxtaposition of who's bad between Eleanor and Jack. Like you like it kind of seems like both of them are, but then there are some moments where it seems like she's way worse and she's oh, way I believe a bad it. guy. So Kate and Clint are getting ready to leave and go back to doing what they were doing and her mother tells her to stay and she sits down sulking then she looks at clint and she says can i walk you out and clint's like oh i guess that's my cue okay i guess mm-hmm. i'll go now and he looks and he, he he's already eyed the ronin sword like sitting over there he's like i'll get my coat so he goes over there and surreptitiously snags the sword so then they get to they get to the elevator she presses the door the elevator in their in their house and then she says, let me clarify. He says, yeah. Says, she is not a superhero. He's like, oh, yeah, come on. I already knew that. She's pretty good and all that. But then she says, Natasha Romanoff was pretty damn good at it, too, wasn't she? I was like, this. But again, that's going back to my theory. Nobody knows exactly what happened to Natasha. They just all assume that she's, she's dead because she got killed doing whatever. Nobody knows that she sacrificed herself but yeah and it's like yeah she said being good isn't always enough to keep you alive he says i see elevator dings and opens she says clint he says yeah she's like do you have kids there's a pause she's like yeah i'm gonna assume that you do it's been a rough week for my family but i'm letting you know that i cannot lose kate i've lost people before i know in your line of work you have too and he says i understand okay so you'll forget the case and he says, I can't do that, but what I can do is ensure that your daughter stays safe, okay? And then when he gets on the elevator and the doors close, after the doors close, you can see in his eyes, he's like, he, he still has like those 
those um Natasha memories and he's just like oh I mean that, that whole thing I'm like she this bitch I swear oh but yeah I mean I was just I did just piss me off oh also I have another theory so we're sitting there after they get up and go to the go to the elevator you see mm-hmm. Katie sitting there with crossed arms and you see Jack sitting there drinking from his mug Jack's mug has hexes on it. Wait, what? There are hexagons all over his coffee mug. Mephisto confirmed. Jack is not, Mephisto. Yes. Not hexagons. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, but but Mike is right. Like the whole <laughs> coffee cup is hexagons. Yes. We're all in the hex. This is this is <laughs> nothing is as it seems. So, Mephisto confirmed. So so, so is he. Does, does he work for Director Deuce? Exactly. That's exactly what it means. Dick. Or he works for Sword. Which go, which, uh, uh, Is there wait. a difference? <laughs> wait, but that means he works for the, that can mean he works for Sword, which goes back to me saying that he's he's a secret agent deep undercover, and that's his watch. See? Anthony. It's all circular. Knows the sword the sword. <laughs> The sword guy works. Hey, sword. Uh-uh. See? Uh-uh. See? Uh-uh. See? Uh-uh. Connection. No, no. Connection. But you know what? There. We'll give him this because he he hasn't said Mephisto confirmed in I think at least six episodes. It's been a minute. So it's no because I think you even said. Did you even say it when we talked about Shang Chi? I think you said. Did you say you probably did? But sure, it's I'm been sure a while. He so says we'll, it every so Marvel. We'll, yeah, so we'll years. give it to him for now. Eventually, no, it has to be true. Eventually. I'm gonna be right. Maybe maybe you have to wait till Morbius. Maybe Morbius and Mephisto will be in there. I do not think Jack is in. I mean, he just doesn't strike me as the type. <laughs> I mean, he he reminds me of what is this character's name that I'm thinking of? Oh my goodness. I can't read your mind. I'm trying to think. <laughs> who who is the little villain from the um oh gosh. I don't even know what I'm trying. I'll think of it when I'm not trying to think of it. But he reminds me of an old cartoon villain from like a cartoon I watched when I was a kid. I want to say either Savoir Faire or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned Savoir. that too, but Savoir Faire, Savoir Faire, he's Yeah, I, but you know it. It's funny because. I don't want to agree with Mike and be like, yeah, but yes, you do. But, but the funny thing is, and I mentioned this when we were talking about Wheel of Time on yesterday, it's funny because the camera chooses certain things to focus on. And like, as Eleanor is, is walking past him very clearly in the camera is his coffee cup with all the hexagons. And I don't know, it looks like bees in the middle of the hexagon. So I guess it's supposed to be like a honeycomb. But I'm like, okay, but what if? But no, we don't want to go down that road because then Michael is going to add theories to his theories and then theories to the theories to the theories. So yeah. That's right. Just, I damn sure am. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Eleanor Bishop deserved to get punched in the face for those comments. <sighs> I mean- I get it. She's she's worried about protecting her daughter, supposedly, whatever. But again, the way that she and Jack were looking at each other when when Kate and Clint were having the conversations, I felt like there 
they were kind of communicating silently. Like there's a secret that only they know about. And it has to do like the fact that Kate has befriended kind of sort of her childhood hero who happens to be an Avenger and he's sitting in our house. It was just one of those things. And then when Jack went his, oh, and by the way, thank you for saving the world. I was like, yeah, something's shading with your ass. Because it was the way that he said it. He didn't say it like the waiter at the restaurant. He said it very facetiously. Like he was just like, oh, yes. And by the way, thank you for saving the world. And he did that. He did that little look, that little patronizing look. I was like, yeah. No, but see, that's. See, that, I don't that's trust the, him. That's, Something that's the other is not right about him. And, mm-mm, mm-mm. I think they know each other. That's why that's what that's what made me kind of think they still think that maybe they know each other. Like maybe I just I'm getting that feeling. I just feel it like in my bones that they know each other and that maybe maybe that they're comp- they were like highly competitive with each other and that it got contentious sometimes. And that he was like, What are you gonna do with your bow and arrow? What are you gonna do with your sword? It's like, See now, that's gonna make me go back and rewatch this scene in a whole different light now, <laughs> because even when even when they start and she's like, so Kate is helping you, and Eleanor was looking like, oh, and he was like, that's awesome or that's good or whatever it was he said, and then now that you're saying that, Mike, I'm like, wait, so was he? I don't want to go down that road. I don't. But Mike's making me think it like. Hmm, I wonder. Don't fall into the trap. Come on to the dark side. We have theories. <laughs> She's thinking real hard. Because I'm looking at it in the background <laughs> now, and I'm just kind of like, am I supposed to see something? I don't know. I'm going to have to watch it when we're not talking about Resistance it. is futile. You will be assimilated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we have to go to the LARPing set, uh, part because Lori has some things to say about it. Lori, what do you want to say about the LARPers? Okay. First of all, let me just say that I appreciate anyone who is uh, into any type of geekdom. I appreciate the comic book nerds, the sci-fi nerds, the fantasy nerds, the nerds that like to build and paint miniatures. But the lowest, the nerdiest, the I live in my mom's basement, I will not get a date ever. And if I do, it's my fellow LARPer, LARPers stands for uh, live action role playing. And they are the nerds, the other nerds basically took take one look and stand 10 feet apart and they kind of look at the side, pretend they don't know them. I don't think okay? that's true. Oh, I'm I'm being honest here. Uh, trust me, I I I I this is experience, okay. That sounds like such a snobbish way. To talk about other nerds. That's okay. Like, okay. Let, I mean, we can't, okay, we, let me, okay. Your, your picture's not on, but I can see your nose up in the air. I have a feeling. No, 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 like no, 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 no. I, I, I have a point. I have a point. Okay. When I say that there are a group of nerds that are so disconnected. Okay. Here's a classic example. Uh, I used to work with a guy who was live action. He was a LARP and he was also the anime. And when he would come to work, work mind you the first thing he did every shift was remove the clock from the wall and put up his sailor moon clock and would not work until the sailor moon clock was on the wall okay i have another friend like that girl in the documentary who wore her star trek uniform to work every single day the people who are larpers are 
are creative, they're beautiful, but they are the nerdiest of the nerds. And I have been around them in and out over my life. And I think that by having them in the show is really interesting because you can be a cosplayer and you can do this and that, but unless you're in the life and you live the life and you are a LARPer, you wouldn't appreciate or know LARPer the joke that because these people, when I say they're in, they are in. Okay. In fact, they won't even answer to their real name in real life. Then you have to call them by their guild name or they won't even answer you. So that being said, I think it is absolutely hysterical. And I absolutely love it that the LARPers are in there and they help Hawkeye. But yeah, if you're a LARPer, and by the way, no offense if I've made anyone mad, but LARPers like, are the nerds of the nerds. <laughs> um, the, yeah. the, the opinions expressed are not those of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast Incorporated or Mike, Anthony, or Hanukkah. Please forward all your hate mail to Lori in San Jose, California. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think... I'm just saying. I think LAR- LARPers are the the pride and joy of the community. Best of the best. Cream of the cream of the creme de la creme. Have you, okay, have you guys any no personal LARPers? They're like, there's the cosplayers, which, you know, I always aspire to be, and then there's the LARPers. People who truly express their fandom Mm-hmm. In in such an awesome way, I think they're they're great and their commitment. Yes, their commitment to their characters. Is and I don't like mean they any condescending way. I think it takes a lot, for real, to to put yourself out like that and to mm-hmm. be that way. And, and I think it's wonderful. It's like I can I can look when you I can barely con- look, look, I can barely concentrate on being myself day to day, much less any other character. And- <laughs> look, look, if you refuse to answer to your government name at work. There's a problem. That's all. Hey, look, teach their own. It's just like the great Nika Costa said. Everybody's got their something. Let them have their thing and let them be who they're going to be, okay? Did you say Nika? We have did the whole range of references in this show today. Nika Costa. Come on. Just like one of the the most underrated singers ever. I know, but I was like, okay. you. (laughs) Wow. I I was not expecting it. This is a great episode. I was expecting it to have so much fun, as much fun as I'm I having think we're going to have to start tallying. Awesome. Like, I, I think we talked about this when we first started doing this podcast <laughs> last year. We're going to have to start tallying who makes the most pop culture references during the episode. <laughs> I win. Yeah, you probably would. I'm just, I, I, you probably, but I, I'm just saying that LARPers are special. People. They're very special. That's people. all I'm going to say. They're, they're special people, and not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Y'all can come after Lori <laughs> because I have no issues with the LARPers. Yeah, there are some, there are some people who I who like you're saying I think take it to extreme. But isn't that true with anything? Like you have your sports fanatics who will take things to that kind of level. You have, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, because truthfully, you know, being a sports fan, that's just another another type of fandom on a different, you know. Exactly. Genres. I mean, you have, so, you have fans that'll, that'll buy buy tons of plastic figures of different sizes and shapes and put them on bookshelves and display them proudly and not, you know, have. <laughs> oh, I think look. he's referencing me. For those of you who are only listening to the show, I am gesturing to my office because he's talking about my very proudly displayed Funko collection. Thank yeah, you. Not, uh, but yeah, but yeah, seriously, you, it's you like you can't I mean, see me. You can't see my eighty-five something Funkos that I have on the shelf to the left of me. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, I think, uh, but it's like, you know, the LARPers came through. Your boy Grills came through. And now that like, part, it, it was, I'm not saying that they weren't good. They're not good in the story. I just think it's absolutely hysterical that they threw, because I was watching it really early this morning. And, and Mark comes out of the bathroom and he's looking at the TV and he's going, the LARPers came back? I go, yes, they are in the new episode. And then not only that, so Kate just, she just goes up to them in the park and finds the one that's the cop. And she was like, yeah, we just need you to help us with like some evidence tampering because uh, Hawkeye's stuff is in the precinct. And she was like, yeah, I can help you, but you're going to have to do something for us. And then when she comes and she has his arrows, but she has them in her bag and he tries to take, she was like, this is my bag. You didn't ha- you don't have your own bag? And he's like, no. She was like, my wife gave me this bag. It said, what, what did it say? Bombshell. Bombshell on it. And I, was gonna, like, I was rolling on the couch. I was, I was laughing I, so hard. It was and, awesome. And the bad thing is, I've had almost a similar conversation with the LARPer about their bag. So that... She was like, um, excuse me, this is my bag that my wife gave me. Did your wife not give you a bag to keep your own? <laughs> yeah, I've had the actual conversation slightly different with the LARPer. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then the other one who was sitting there fitting Kate for stuff. And she was like, oh, I made this. It's handmade. I stitched it by hand. And, and Kate was like, hey, can you do it? I was like. Oh, now, this has, is going to be funny. I have a feeling this is not the last we've seen of the oh, LARPers. No, we're gonna, no, we're I'm, gonna, I'm we're, fully we're certain see- that, that they're going to give Hawkeye his comic Co- book original costume. Yeah. Yes. I'm almost we're gonna, certain. We're, we're going to see that's them That's not again. a theory. It's not a theory, Mike. Put your hand down. <laughs> okay, so so actually, I had, I had to look it up because it just sounds like character placement all over the place. Wendy Conrad, the character's name, is actually a character with the current alias of Bombshell. She's on her she's on her 616. Oh. But she's a villain. She's a she's a thief. She's a professional criminal and juggler. Oh, and that's funny cuz she's a cop in this one. And she and she's a Hawkeye villain. Oh. Okay. Maybe he loses the bag. Oh, that's Exactly. And, and it and turns she her to a life evidence of crime. out of the evidence locker. And she gets fired and she's yeah. like mm-hmm. and she it's all his fault. It all his fault and all this stuff so quick last larp reference if anyone wants to understand the type of nerdy nerddom i'm talking about check out kinzer and company's uh uh wonderful magazine nice to the dinner table they've been running since 1999 and they just published uh volume 70 of their bundles of trouble which is their comic strip about larpers and D &D or so yeah that's that that's what it reminds me of it's perfect if you've ever read it, it there's bob and there's a brian in this group I'm saying. So this is the person who is talking about how extremely nerdy LARPers are, but she actually knows the magazine that talks about how extremely nerdy. And I subscribe to the magazine too. No, it, it's fun. But what I'm saying is I, I just laugh because you don't normally see uh detailed groups of your nerddom on TV. So I just thought it was cute. That's funny. Yeah, pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> it's a it's a gaming magazine. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead and try to justify it. That's fine. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. Uh, oh, I think we touched pretty much everything in this episode. Um, we really touched it with him, with him, him pressuring Kazi to talk to Echo. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
so and it's so funny because now I've um so if you don't already give the marvelous madams podcast a, a listen because they are hilarious but they have taken to calling Kazi um I think it's Kit Schmerington or something like Kit that. Kit yeah. <laughs> I totally see it. <laughs> yes, I totally, totally see it. I'm like, why does he look awesome. so familiar? He is like on the cusp yeah, of something. I can't put my but finger yeah. on it. And that is right there. John No. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Madam Amy calls uh, calls him John No or something like that. <laughs> but um. I, I don't know. I heard it. I was listening. I was listening to uh, one of their episodes yesterday in the car ride home, and she said that, and I fell out in the car. I was like, because I didn't want to say that he kind of, he was kind of he like really a does. great value, Kit Harrington. <laughs> oh, Jesus, great value. <laughs> trying not to say it because I'm not trying to disparage the actor. The act, the actor is really cute, but he does there is like a similarity there and you know people do this all the time they'll have like an actor and an actor that plays someone that's similar or they look similar and and one will just be it because kit harrington was the original quote-unquote original one that's why i say that because you always have your name branded then you have your your store brand so it's, i'm not i'm not meaning that in a disrespectful way but it's it is so funny because i looked at him and then when i heard that yesterday that's all i could think of when i was watching this episode it was like why are you threatening him like this he's he he, he knows nothing. So now I'm gonna expect oh. I'm gonna expect Clint to say you know nothing <laughs> from now on. <laughs> you just a doormat. That scene has a whole different meaning now. <laughs> oh, also, someone was trying to tell me that you know how um Mike was saying that that was a young Luke Cage, that the kid he mm-hmm. threw was a young Kazi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, the little kid was was a young was oh. little Cosby. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Huh. Yeah. I'm gonna. I was like, wait. At first, at first, I thought I was like, wait. You saying the big black kid was Kazi? I was like, that's a big transformation. <laughs> no. Hold on a second. I don't think that's right. No, the kid no. that he was fighting he that uh, that that Echo was looking at. You're, yeah, you're yeah I, I heard that. I heard that too, and, and it makes sense. I mean, I mean, you know, they they uh, know each other since yay high. Okay, I I will go back and check out one one last point on my end is once again the uh, the credits the opening credits that was from a comic book font comic book cover that logo so each week they're doing a different Hawkeye comic book cover. That's pretty dope. I and and I have to say it again, the opening and closing sequences, the animation in it, just gorgeous. I I love it. I I said yeah. I and you know usually I don't watch the in sequences not too much because I, by that point i'm like okay let me let me make sure oh in credit scene no okay so and i'll start doing stuff while i'm listening to it in the background but tonight i actually just sat and like really watched it and i just felt like i, w- I was like a kid on saturday morning watching cartoons it was really it was really cute it was very detailed for it to be you know the animated and like you don't see the faces of the characters, but you can tell what they're doing. And it's almost like, I feel like I need to go back and watch them because I feel like there's stuff happening in those opening and closing credit scenes 
the in the animation that pertains to the show but is not included in the show and I was like hmm I need to go back and pay attention to that because there might be look I'm gonna be like might now there might be some clues in the closing credits <laughs> that point to Mephisto over here and <laughs> but um yeah I am Theoreticus of Borg will we'll be assimilated no it's okay Anthony it's okay it's okay it's okay oh goodness we only have two episodes left it went fast it, it is like I know like we're gonna be wrapped with this before Christmas we're getting down to the end. I really I feel like I need at least two more episodes of this what, what's the next thing after this um you mean as far as Disney Plus or yeah. just in general? We don't um, have anything coming up. That's a good question. Not, not from Marvel, I don't think. TV wise, I'm not sure. I know we have, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think we have anything show wise. We'll have that information on the next episode because uh, I I really hadn't thought about it. Like, okay, yeah, what are we gonna have to? Well, no, 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 because because in two days the Expanse final season comes out and Star Trek oh, Discovery is the fourth. No, no, no. He's talking about Marvel. No, he's talking specifically about what's coming out next, Marvel wise. Like, um... isn't She Hulk? Isn't She Hulk? Is either She Hulk or, or Miss Marvel? I think I think it might be She Hulk. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll look that up and we'll have the information when we discuss episode five. But um, yeah, because, and I really hadn't thought about what else is coming out next because we know Sp- uh, Spider-Man is coming out next week. So I just, I think right now I'm focused on the Spider-Man thing because I'm actually actively trying to avoid spoilers at this point because people keep saying, oh, there's another trailer and they showing this. Mm-mm. I'm not looking at anything else. Not looking at anything else because with the Spider-Man stuff now, Lori, what you were saying um, when we were talking off camera during our technical difficulties, you were talking about um, people who are complaining about them putting out too many trailers because they're giving away most of the movie. Now, I will say this in regards to Spider-Man. I don't feel like they're telling us the whole movie, but I feel like they're telling us pretty uh, a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Because I think for some of these villains, and I do realize what they're trying to do is they're probably trying to pull people who are fans of all the franchises because there are some people that I know, like my daughter, for one, my daughter watched the original trilogy with Tobey Maguire. She absolutely loves the movies with Andrew Garfield because she's a huge Andrew Garfield fan. She has not watched any of the Tom Holland Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies. Okay. And like me, I've watched the first set. I've not watched the set with Andrew Garfield because like I said, I kind of felt like he's a little too old to be playing Peter Parker. So I just never watched it because of that. Um, And then of course, I'm a huge fan of the Tom Holland film. So I think with them releasing the different villains that are being pulled from all of these franchises, they're trying to pull in all of the collective fans, which I understand, you know, Spider-Man has a really, really huge fan base. So I understand that. But at some point, I feel like the fans have been speculating about everything for so long and putting out their theories and doing this and doing that. And like, I just feel like it's gotten to be too much. And I don't want all of the hype around it to pump me up and then I get to the theater and feel like 
underwhelmed. I really don't want that to happen. So I've been trying to stay away from everything that's been posting this week, like going on TikTok and seeing some of my favorite creators. I'm like, nope, got to scroll past your page for a minute because I just, I've gotten to the point where I don't want to hear anything until I go to the fan event that we're doing with, uh, that I'm going to with uh, MCU Atlanta. They're doing a fan event at, I think it's Phipps Plaza. So I'm trying to stay away from it. And then after that, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying not to focus on anything else because I think I need to focus because there's so much going on in the MCU with these shows being announced and these characters and this, that, and other. And I just feel like, okay, at some point, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch the movies and just kind of figure out, okay, this is how this goes. And this is how this goes. And this is where this is going to lead to. It's kind of like all the things that we talk about, but because it's been so long since I've watched most of the main movies, especially the earlier movies. I'm just like, okay, I feel like I need to rewatch everything with fresh eyes to prepare for this next phase of the MCU. You know, just like even when, when we went to go see Eternals, I was like, wait, there's something in here that's a little familiar. And then I had to go back and rewatch Shang-Chi because I was like, there's something familiar about Shang-Chi that I feel like was referenced in Eternals, you know, as far as the rings and where they may come from. There's just some things that it's kind of one of those things where you watch a movie and you realize that something that's happening in that movie, they referenced like three movies ago or four movies ago, or something that happened in a Thor movie might've been referenced in a Spider-Man movie or, you know, just that sort of thing. So I'm just kind of like, I need to go back and rewatch everything and re- reintroduce myself and look at it with fresh eyes and don't don't give me that smile Anthony don't just let me let me let me have my moment let me go back and and rewatch everything with the bright fresh eyes of a child and learn things anew and maybe remember some and, things and, I may have forgotten and when are we gonna, and come up with new theories when are you gonna watch the current <laughs> stuff if you watch all the old stuff and get these mm. other podcast episodes edited that right. I need to get edited and put out. I, I don't know. I need a clone and I need to hit the lottery so I can just sit at home and just do podcasts and, and be a couch potato all day. That would be like, that, that would be great Ideal. right now. That would be great right now. So I don't know. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But I, I do feel like even as much as we talk about the MCU films and the characters, there are some things that I know I've forgotten because sometimes when we're having conversations, I'm like, wait, did that happen? Oh yeah, that did happen. But again, it's because mm-hmm. I may not have watched, you know, I don't think I've watched like Winter Soldier in maybe two years or I haven't watched Iron Man 3 like since I first watched it or those sorts of things. So I just want to go back and just kind of refresh my mind so that when things start happening in this phase four, I'm not looking at it like I know where that's from or I know what that reference is, but you that's can't where, think of that's it. That's what YouTube is for. <laughs> right? Are you just here to suck my joy out? Just whatever. Let me have let let, let me have my let me do what I want to do. <laughs> anyway, two more episodes of Hawkeye. We just got a Yelena. Echo is 
back in the thing. Now, now here's the question I have. So you guys say that one of Echo's, uh, her, her, I guess her power or her ability is that she can mimic what other people do. So it's like, whatever somebody does, she can mimic it and, and also do it. Correct. Yes, that's one of the things. She's she's hyper observant. She really she's really good at analyzing analyzing and countering things really quickly. Yeah, like okay. she, yeah. She's not a mimic per se, but she's very perceptive. So she can look at you, see you do something, and do it better. Kind of figure so out your weakness. Yeah, that's what she did. Sort of like taskmaster. I know. I know. I mentioned this before. I'm talking about the the taskmaster that was in Black Widow. No, let's, let's not let's not talk let's not talk about that. I know there was I know there was not do that again. No, no, no. I'm just saying. See, and, and see, and see, this is the thing. They could have they could have used Echo instead of Taskmaster. They could have made mm-hmm. Taskmaster Echo, or not even use Taskmaster, just use Echo instead of instead of bastardizing the task. See, you got me talking about freaking. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please accept my apology. I didn't mean to do that. I was just trying to get an idea of Echo's abilities and. That yeah. just happened to be the one that's closest to it because it's it's more. It, recent. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's it's similar, but it, it, they're similar. Yeah, they're okay. similar. Except that she's completely human and able to do this, whereas Taskmaster was enhanced or whatever. I, I forgot what her name was. Um, yeah, in the movie she was in real okay. life. Tony Masters was he wasn't like over. He wasn't enhanced. He was just he was like Echo basically. Okay, okay, okay. Like in the, in the comics, yeah, but yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's let's move on because I don't want you. I don't want you focusing on that. I don't want to. I don't want to reintroduce that pain to you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so okay. sorry. So let's see. Two episodes left. Yelena's here, so we know she's she's got to find out from Clint what happened to her sister. Um, Echo is. I guess she's going after Clint's family and that I can tell you now that's going to be the wrong thing for her to do. Like if you guys wanted Clint to stay out of your business, going after his family is the wrong way to accomplish that. And then thinking back on our conversation about Laura earlier, I, I, something tells me Laura can handle herself. Yeah, and then we already yeah. know that Clint was training Lila um, in archery before they got blipped. So we don't know how skilled she is, you know, or what she's learned in the six months. <laughs> right. Okay, real quick. Um, shout out to the Daily's Daiquiri Company for their incredible product placement <laughs> on, on, all on over Clint's, Clint's arm body. and head and legs and all that. Um I mean, they 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 might their slogan might as well might as well be Daily's Daiquiris. We soothe your soul and your bruises. I mean, it's like they were just I I, I was impressed. That was a that was hell of product placement. And then they just kept blending and blending and showing off all the all the all the pretty colors that they make. I was like, I know that's why I was damn. like, oh, I was like, I need to have some wine while we're talking about this because now they're making me thirsty. You know. Yeah, I was like, shit. Now I want a pina colada. I know. I know, but um, let's see. Yeah, l- like I was saying, um, something tells me Laura can handle herself. Yeah, she can. If, I, if our theories about how she and Clint met and, you know, whatever her role may be in this, I don't know if she's going to be like Echo level, but I mean, if she was a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., then she she's had some fight training. 
she's probably had some experience and she's not gonna be something to scoff at and then on top of that you are coming after her children so yeah i want to see how that's gonna happen here's the thing though do not if y'all are going after clint's family do not send the tracksuit mafia or else i'm gonna lose all respect for y'all because i'm sorry what i've seen in this show of the tracksuit mafia i am not impressed clint's kids can take the tracksuit mafia exactly exactly so you know um but i i have a feeling they'll probably go after clint's family and i don't know maybe i feel like elena would help out in that i don't know because again i don't i don't think she's there as part of their agenda she has her own agenda and i think she's gonna at least try to keep clint alive until she finds out what happened to nat and then like i said after that who knows but um you said that the introduction of her and um, Isaiah Bradley and Wicked and Speed. And all, so we may have another show or movie coming up with them. Maybe they'll announce that after Hawkeye. Because, I mean, they, they announced Echo like right before Hawkeye premiered. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll get another announcement. We'll see. But I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Echo is probably going to be the last, be one of the last post credit scenes that they have. In the show, like mm-hmm. after the final episode, is probably going to be one of the post scenes. Okay. Um, but that's going to be dope. I can't wait to see what that show is going to be like because that's going to be crazy. Her character is very interesting. So yeah, yeah, I would love to see. And then depending on how they play her, like is she a bad guy that's going to turn good? Is she is she a good guy but she just has this grudge? Like right now, I feel like she's kind of sort of in the middle. Like I don't feel like she's a bad guy, but she does work for a mafia a gangst you know she mm-hmm. does work for um that type of entity so technically speaking she could be considered a bad guy i don't think she is but also she's going after the ronin and she's trying to kill him which technically speaking would also make her a bad guy but this is the guy who who killed her father or judging by your theories from the last episode we think or she thinks killed her father. He may not have actually been the one. So there's so many different ways that they can go with that show. I'm really interested to see what they do, but also just to see another show where a deaf person is the central focus of the show. I'm really excited to see that. I I love that, that representation. And, and actually that like the, like the here, the main hero and not, not helpless Mm -hmm. and, and you know need needing to be saved all right because i mean between her and makari from the eternals that is like some amazing representation for the deaf community you know with them being superheroes or super powered or however you want to call it so i'm 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 excited to see where it's gonna go um yeah but again two episodes they have a lot to cover they have a lot to to do i don't know if hawkeye is going to be one of those one season shows because like we said we thought most of them were we know falcon and the winter soldier they're not getting another show or another season but they are doing a captain yeah, america cap's getting a movie, movie. Yeah. we do know loki is coming back for a second season um we know we'll see wanda in dr strange and, and agatha harkness got us yeah too. so i don't know what they're going to do with this show or what they're going to do with the character maybe clint will actually retire for a change i mean think about it. like i said 
he's a little bit older. He's banged up. You know, he's he's right. damaged his hearing. He's using daiquiri, frozen daiquiri pouches as <laughs> ice packs after getting into a fight. So yeah, maybe it's time for him to retire and pass the bow on, you know, to Kate. And then maybe something will happen with his kids too, because I mean, <laughs> Lila, for all of her quietness, she's sitting there, she's listening to all these conversations her mom is having with her dad. And you know, we saw in the first episode, she's the one that's kind of empathetic to what he's doing. So maybe she'll become a superhero too and decide, hey, I want to do what dad does, you know? Yeah, she's definitely precocious. So, you know, she's gonna, she, she knows, she's she's wise beyond her years, That which is, you know, there always has to be mm-hmm. one, one kid that's like mm-hmm. that. So. so, yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts on Hawkeye episode four? I'm really looking forward to the next one because, you know, they did the old trope where he's like, you know, we can't do this. No, no, go home, go away. And you know, she's not going to go away. Or she is and he's going to realize that he needs her. Or yeah, he's going to get captured again and she's going to go after him. Blah, blah, blah. Yakety schmackety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get But she'll do it a little bit wiser than she was the first time. Yeah, she's not going to fall through a skylight again. Well, yeah, that too. Laura, you got any final <laughs> thoughts? No, I'm good. You want to diss cosplayers now? Or you want to diss, diss no, Dungeons and Dragons? No, now? no I'm you... a Dungeons and Dragons person. No, it's just... <laughs> you, you Is there, there any, 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 other, any other nerd group you want to marginalize while we're here? Like, no. no, I don't think that was her intent. It <laughs> wasn't I'm, my intent. I'm, I'm, I'm totally messing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, deep down, you know I'm right. I'm just saying. <laughs> and on that note, that's it for our show. <laughs> you can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have a YouTube channel now. You can find this video on YouTube along with other videos from past convention appearances and um stuff like that you can listen to the phantom hybrid podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms thanks for listening we hope you join the conversation next time bye